about how do so, you uh before hey, before I get into that I gotta have one diversion, one digression for you. Uh last time I was here a couple of weeks ago it was myself, Roosevelt Pitt, it was uh, uh Vince White and we were here promoting uh Blackout, which was a team up book between the brother and Purge, uh Roosevelt Pitt's character. We had a Kickstarter program. Well we met our goal and I wanted to thank you for that. Fantastic We met it in fact we went over it and everything's gonna be Everything and I wanted to thank you, man. I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you for that. Thank you for you. Thank you for your audience. Thank you for everyone who's been receptive. Yo, family, what's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Soul's podcast. This is your host, Jonathan Soul. Family, what we do in the program is I talk to African creatives, I talk to folk from the diaspora, people who create comics, write fiction, people who indulge in serial entrepreneurship. So family, if you're trying to create your own place in the world, if you're trying to write the future the way you want to see it, you need to tune into this program. JonathanSoul.com every Sunday and Wednesday. And I do comic reviews on Friday. Love you guys. Now check out this interview. Jonathan Soul. Yep, yep, yep. Family, I have the honor and privilege of introducing the creator of the character, the superhero, the icon, the brother, Jay Kelly. What's going hey, on, what's man? Hey, what's up, man? I really appreciate the drums, man. It's a nice introduction. <laughs> really appreciate that, man. Bow with me, brother. Yeah, bow with me. You know what I'm saying? Well, I used to know that. Oh, shit. How you... Bowani, Donata, I forget. But anyway, man, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was, yeah, no, I took, uh, I took Yoruba for like a month. Oh, man. Dadani, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right. Dadani. Yeah, okay, okay. There you right. go. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let me tell you a story, man. Let me tell you a story. So, uh, about, uh, about that whole the brother vibration. So, I lived in Philadelphia in the 90s, and uh, during that period is what I would call a, you know, we, we we on this show we celebrate the black, not only arts renaissance, but the black cultural okay. renaissance, and that was happening, that was popping in Philly. And so, uh, Temple University had like a community college, mm-hmm. emphasis on community. So they had Yoruba classes, they had, you know, like you know, black literature, you know, all kinds of nothing for degree per se. You know what I mean? Just people who had expertise are coming to teach. Wow, wow. And so, you know, I took the Yoruba, but that was my second choice. Wow. My first choice was hair braiding <laughs> because at that time I was married uh-huh. and I had a wife who was totally involved in her career and I wanted to learn how to do my daughter's okay. hair. Okay. In the whole school, in the whole community college, that class filled up first every wow, year. Man. And it was all men. That's a beautiful thing. I wasn't the only brother. I wasn't the only brother who, you know, <laughs> who needed to do the baby's <laughs> hair because wifey had a good job and she was traveling or whatever, you know what I mean? And, and the baby hair looked like, you know, hey, but, you know, that, Dr. Who Tom Baker, you know what I'm saying? So we had to do something. Kids, no, 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 think about that for a second. Now, you know what the stereotype is. And we, we're supposed to be these big deadbeat dads and stuff like that. And you got a whole classroom yeah. full of men. Trying to learn how to braid their daughter's yeah. hair. I mean, it's just, it's just, trying to learn how to braid hair. Man. Now, the CDC been came out with a report 
saying that black men out of all the ethnic groups, black Americans spend the most time with oh, their kids. Good. The CDC Ben came out okay, with that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we but we know that, man. But yeah, man, I, I'm not going to drift too too far afield. We're here talking to uh, Jay Kelly, who created uh, the iconic character, The Brother. Not to be confused with Brother Man, right, which is, is a terrific character yeah, in his yeah. own right. But The That's Brother, which is a time-traveling serial healer. Right, good. Now let that sink in for a second. A, tam- a time-traveling serial healer healer i love that jay how did how did he come about how did oh, he come uh about? before hey, before i get into that i gotta have one diversion one digression for you uh Go last ahead. time i was here a couple of weeks ago it was myself Roosevelt pitt it was uh yeah vince white and we were here promoting uh blackout which was a team-up book between the brother and purge uh Roosevelt pitt's character yeah we had a kickstarter program but we met our goal and I wanted to thank you for that. Fantastic. We made it. In fact, we went Fantastic. over it. And it's going to be everything. Yeah. And I wanted to thank you, man. I, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you for that. Thank you for you. Thank you for your audience. Thank you for everyone who's been receptive. For those people who gave something, thank Excellent. you. For those who didn't, it's all good, baby. We love you. Thank you, too. It's yep. a positive vibe. Like you said, yep. we're about serial healing here, not about uh, getting over mm-hmm. It's not a money thing for, with us. You know, we're not trying to get rich. We're trying to enlighten one another right. and help each other. Okay, back to your question. What you were telling me? Mm-hmm. What were you asking me? I'm sorry. So, so I wanted to know how you, because when I when I look at brother, right, the two things pop into my mind, and be, you know, brother, tell me if I'm off. Just say, Jonathan, you tripping, right? Okay. The first vibe that I get is Doctor Who, right? Who traveled with the right, companion, right. right? The British TV show. That's the first one, and then the second one is uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> But the it's idea is the time traveler seems to need a companion. What? And Brother Man has that companion, that that that, that high school uh, young lady. So let's go on to it. Tell us about how the brother uh, came about and any influences, things of that. Well, age. here's the deal. Okay. Uh, I had some really good parents. I mean, a very good parent. And uh, my dad mm-hmm. uh, passed away, right? And my dad passed mm-hmm. away so, like yeah. in 2009. It was really devastating to me and stuff like that. And I, I, uh, uh, you know, I was, yeah, I was trying to find a way to cope with his passing. My dad was also a preacher. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad, not only was my dad a preacher, he was also, he also did carpentry on the side. And let you know how fanatical he was. About but uh, he was a good guy. He passed away, and it, and it took me a while to kind of get over it. And I, and I kind of buried myself into a lot of my hobbies and stuff, things that I ordinarily would just do it periodically. And one of the things I did was I draw mm-hmm. a little bit on something. I'm not a fantastic artist, but I'm a fairly decent cartoonist. And, and, uh, and I just mm-hmm. kept developing the brother bit by bit with positive influences. And, uh, and, and I began to notice certain things. Like, for one thing, my, the brother initially had a very close resemblance to my dad. My dad being a preacher wears suits all the time. My dad had natural hair, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I know, I, I know that mm-hmm. was a result of that. But uh, the thing okay. with the brother was I, you know, I wanted him to be, uh, I wanted him to destroy stereotypes. I wanted him to be a contrast with the stereotypes, you know. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I made him look the way that he looks. Like, you know, he's a dark-skinned African person. Not American, but an African, you know. And, uh, and, and I did that on purpose. I wanted to do that because we typically, American blacks specifically, we have a tendency to be embarrassed of our, our native homeland. You know, I, I know we're Americans. Yeah. I love America, too, but we're, we're embarrassed. Many of us are embarrassed of our native heritage. 
And that's why I wanted him to be African because of that, to educate people and let us know there's nothing to be embarrassed about being African. He had a dark complexion because mm-hmm. more often than not, uh, many of us are embarrassed. If we're going to be embarrassed about a complexion, it's going to be the dark one. You know, so I wanted to get, okay. you know, take care of that. The other one was, you know, he has a nappy afro. He has an afro because we're always talking about us having bad hands. And he's a father figure, mm-hmm. serious father figure to Monty Anderson, because that's one of the stereotypes, too, that we're deadbeat dads. So, you know, the brother is not just a superhero. He's an education. You know, I want him to be able to teach people subtly. You know, you know, you don't want to hit people over the head with it. Let them know, you know, the blackest man in the room is also the one who brings enlightenment. He's the darkest and the smartest, mm. the strongest and the most compassionate. You know, he is here for all of us. It teaches all of us. Love yourself, love your people, you know, promote your mutual well-being, be united. And uh, and that's how it came about. And, and that, it was a little bit at a time. Like initially, I wrote a short story about the brother. The brother meets up with Harriet Tubman, you know, and meets Harriet mm-hmm. Tubman on her on her, uh, her deathbed. It's a fictional story, obviously. Okay. And she's uh, yeah. uh, uh, brokenhearted over the fact that she never had any biological children. And the brother basically takes her... Um, through the future to show her her impact that she had. A lot of people don't know. Harriet Tubman was not just a, a underground railroad. She's a spy for the union. You know, she was an advocate mm-hmm. for women and, and for the elderly. She had one of the first nursing homes. Uh, uh, that was all Harriet Tubman. You know, and and oh wow, I mean, yeah, know Harriet Tubman. I mean, it, you knew about she, she freed three hundred people. But, you know, she did a lot more than that. She mm-hmm. didn't just sit down on the laurels after slavery was outlawed, after it was abolished. She continued to be an advocate for humanity. She pretty much, Harry mm-hmm. Tubman was pretty much what you would call our modern sense of morality. You know, our modern code okay. that we have today pretty much started with, with Harry Tubman. I mean, nobody really cared about the, mm-hmm. the elderly. Certainly not women and stuff like that And back in the day. She was one mm-hmm. of the first, a visionary, to see that. And the brother uh, brought it to the future to show her that, to demonstrate that. And then the story concludes with him telling her and saying, hey, you know, I am your child. In fact, all of us are mm. your children. And, uh, and people mm. like that story. People like that story. Uh, one gentleman, Sam X, a man, liked it so much until he uh, illustrated, uh, and I think I sent you a copy of that. He illustrated it. Yep, that was beautiful. Of the brother hugging Harrington. And, and it began, mm-hmm. and more people start sending stuff that was sympathetic. To, to what I was trying to say. I mean, this is just on Facebook. This is no big major push from anybody. This is people say, hey, I like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I like the whole idea of a, of a, of a, an African who is the uh, a guardian Orisha from the motherland, Deus Ex Machina, with a spear in his hand, here to protect us all and unite us. You know, and help mm-hmm. one another. I mean, because basically, uh, if you're going to look at an African character in fiction, that's not written by an African. Uh, it, you know, they're, mm-hmm. At best, they will be a, you know, a, a supporting character. At worst, they'll be the, the antagonist or something. So, I, I like the fact mm-hmm. that the brother was not that. The brother was somebody who looked like me, you know, who could do heroic things. And unlike uh, we talked about this last time with the, uh, uh, the magical Negroes in fiction. Magical Negroes, they have all these powers, but they never use them to help other Negroes. They only use them to help right. the white protagonists. And they completely ignore mm-hmm. us. Bag of Vans completely ignore us. John Tossey completely ignore us. 
you know, Moses didn't care about us. We did a few, but you know, <laughs> Moses can't. You know, right. they ignore the things that are important to us. Like if you had a magical Negro, well, I don't want to say magical Negro. If you had a spiritual African, if you had the brother really exist, he's not gonna let people die in the street like that. He's not gonna let black people get murdered and slaughtered like that. Get taken advantage right. of, and hurt. Right. He's not gonna shut up like that. I mean, he'd be more like Colin Kaepernick than, than anything else. He's not gonna just stand by it. But all these, these other heroic characters, supposedly black heroic characters, mm-hmm. didn't care. Didn't seem to give a damn. They cared about Indiana Jones, right. whatever the hell they wanted. But not about their own people. That's just, I just couldn't deal with that. But so mm-hmm. the brother came from that. I didn't mean to, to uh, you know, monopolize the conversation. But do, do you, do you, no, no, no. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm learning as an interviewer. <clears throat> the less I talk, the better. So uh, let me let me let me hop on a couple of points. One, you really gave a damn about the NFL protests? Are you riding with that man? <sighs> this uh, white dude who's supposed to be black, whatever. Uh, Sean King he talked about a, a NFL uh, protest because they won't draft uh, Kaepernick. You heard about yeah, that? Yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. You know, I, I I wrote on Black Spot, which is the Facebook competitor. A brother from Texas developer put this thing together, and uh, Black Spot with a Q. You know, black people gotta do it different. Blackspot.com. I said I don't give a f- about an NFL boycott. Kaepernick should just start a company, leverage his celebrity. He can start some kind of training camp for kids. He can do some kind of, I mean, fuck the NFL. That's my sidebar. Okay, <laughs> Jonathan, this is what you know. And I, you know, I'm not. I'm, Fuck the NFL, I, man. Jonathan, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a paragon of knowledge, but this is something that I, I've noticed historically. That I always, we always do that. We, it seems like we're, for lack of a better term, like we're so quick to sell out. And what I mean by that, and I don't mean like in a Uncle Thomas way, but we're so quick to work okay. for the man instead of just being the man. You know. Exactly. I mean, they, okay, yeah. they won't they won't hire the guy. They won't sign him up. The guy is loved by by all of us now. I mean, every love every black person right. defenses to love him now. And I like to say, right. do your own thing, man. Do your own thing. I mean, it's, it's, you you think Lavar you think Lavar Ball could could move some shoes? You think yeah. you don't think that Carpenter could put some some shoes together and and, and sell a million? Bro, bucks? Hell yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. But, you know, and the thing, but, you know, as long as you're waiting for, and, and, and this is not to disparage other people of different nationalities and stuff. I was trying to make a point. But as long as you're waiting mm-hmm. for uh, the man, quote unquote, to, to, to back yep. you, to underwrite you, to take care of you, to do this, it's mm-hmm. not going to get done. Or if it does get done, mm-hmm. there's going to be a serious Faustian bargain to it. You know, so, I mean, and that's the yep. thing. It's just like, can, speaking of Faustian bargain, can I jump on your Harriet Tubman uh, thing yeah, real quick? If Harriet Tubman rescued an African from one plantation and took him to a new fancy plantation, is that progress? No, it's not. So to me, the, the NFL, if there was ever a modern example of the plantation system, those guys, when they first get you know in the draft or whatever, they line them up. They're measuring them and everything. They're standing up on stage, no shirts mm-hmm. on, right? They're measuring them and everything. They're doing everything but looking at their mouth, looking mm-hmm. at their teeth. You know what I mean? Then they run, see which one is the biggest, can run and jump the fastest. 
and then they in the field while the white people is in the stands and then you got a couple of overseers on the <laughs> sidelines calling out plays except nowadays the overseers got bluetooth right, right come on man that ain't no fuck that ain't, but you know there ain't no fucking progress you know what the problem is man I, you know it's just that we don't get many of us i should say i shouldn't say everybody we don't right. get we don't it's like we can't abstract like we can't get principles and what i mean by that we get specific sting you know, like like you gave the example of the slavery and both both mm-hmm. examples were slavery but i'm willing to bet you that those those people in the nfl will only get the first example they only get the first one you know oh yeah that's slavery mm-hmm. you know you pick your cotton they only think slavery is picking cotton and chains mm-hmm. they don't see that that it's still there you know it doesn't have to specifically do that be that you know right. uh, and, and and they don't seem to get it they don't get it because like they're in the same type of slavery system you know but the system is the same but you know like the uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the outward trappings are different and they can't and they, mm-hmm. they say oh well you know i get to i get to sleep with this this girl here all the good women i want you know mm-hmm. i'm not a slave yeah. but the bucks got to do that too doing slaves slavery time you know they, mm-hmm. don't, it's like they don't get it yeah. and then and, and I, you know, sometimes I think they, they don't get it on purpose. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, they're selfish, many of them, and they don't want to get it. Hmm. They don't want to get it. I mean, you know, like there, it, there's a, uh, you know, it's it's not within their, uh, uh, you know, it's not, it's not what, what they perceive to be their, their best interest. Uh, and so right. they pretend not to get it. Because you know they're like, well, I'm better than you, and that's and that's what happens. You know what? Um, mm-hmm. What is it? 1691. In 1691, the county of Virginia passed laws that basically took away all the rights from black people and gave them uh, to whites. Prior to that, they had white indentured servants who was working right next to the black person, right next to the black one. Right, and you supposed to be free after what seven yeah, years yeah, or something? Yeah, and then what happened was. You know, both blacks and whites were staged together, uh, staging revolts against the plantation, and they were running the risk of losing their, their property, the, the rich landowners. So they came up with a smart idea. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? This is how we fix that. Take away all the black people's rights. They will be perpetual slaves from here on out. Make it a crime to reproduce with them. Make it a crime to educate them. You know, basically create them Make them the social pariahs in society. Do that to them. Create the equivalent of mutts. You know, try to reverse them in their social and psychological evolution. And that white people, you know, don't have to deal with that. Now, the white people are still poor now. They were still poor back naked. Mm-hmm. But they had someone beneath them they can point to, they can make fun of, right. to make them feel better. And unfortunately, that same mm-hmm. scenario is going on. Talk about the NFL and these, these celebrities and stuff. Like that. Same thing going on, man. Right. Same thing going on. I mean, yeah. the, the same principle. Not literally, but the principle is the same. You say, yeah, yeah they promote it. Right. They get more money than we do. Uh, they get, you know, like uh, revered and elevated. And they get to sleep with whoever. And they're just so happy not to be with us. Not to be on the same level that we are. And so... Right. You know, they support the system. No, nah, man, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And it's funny thing about it, because of capitalism, 
which was the grandchild, I guess, or the child of, of feudalism, mm -hmm. everybody's a slave. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I love this line. I hate to say it, but he's one of my favorite comedians, Dan Stanhope. Mm -hmm. uh, he can be a little blue sometime, but he said, <laughs> i never forget. Yeah, Doug Stanhope, yeah. I think it's called yeah. um, mm -hmm. Doug Stanhope, yeah. He said, at least black people knew they were slaves. Right. <laughs> right, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Oh, man, so you in the stands, to go back to our NFL analogy, you in the stands and all that kind of stuff, you rah, 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 you think you're not a slave, but you got to still punch that clock just like the right, rest of them. Right, right. Your time is not your own just like the rest but of them. But you see how human nature. And the owners are still calling the yeah. shots, just like in the plantation. But business. but you know how it is. Like I said, this is how human nature is, though, Jonathan. Is the fact human nature is, you know, I I would love to be treated equal to you, or I would love to be a peer. But as long as I got somebody beneath me, I can make fun of. Mm -hmm. That's good enough, you know. And, I, and that's, that's, that's better than real that's freedom. That's not good enough, you know. That's that's bad. Look, you know, it's funny. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, we'll bring us to the brother. It's funny because. Here's the deal. In my original story for the brother, the one that hasn't been published yet, uh, okay. he was, it involved that. It involved, you know, he had this, this phrase where it says, all humanity is Africanity. There's one race, meaning humanity. And there's no aristocracy. And he was uh, going to confront the system and how the system was set up, going back in time, it's only my, how, uh, you know, there's always been some animosity between people who are different. That's always existing. But how they codify it and turn mm -hmm. racism, uh, whether you want to call it white supremacy, into a system of government, you know, and, and mm -hmm. order to rule the whole world. And uh, and I wasn't able to finish it. I mean, I finished the story, I finished writing it, but the, the artist is still working. And also, that's some exception. Hopefully, uh, that I, that, you know, that'll come out sometime this year. But I'm hoping to get it. Now let's let's keep going on this vibe. Let's keep going mm -hmm. on this vibe. We talked about how uh, the people in the stands, you know, rah rah rah, like you know, like they're not slaves mm -hmm. too. Um, you know, that's that's a full freedom. That's a right. full superiority. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, because you know people got upset about uh, what's the name Obama, and so they turned around and, and voted the the whitest right. guy they could find right. to fit all the stereotypes, mm -hmm. right? But these guys are doing deals with the Arabs. Yeah. George H. Bush was working with the Bin Laden mm -hmm. family. You know what I mean? So at that level, it's no fucking racism. Mm -hmm. It's about it's money. About it's that. about class. They use the racism, just like in your historical mm -hmm. example, to have the poor people fight right. each other. Now, another fake uh, faux freedom or fake kind of thing if we're going to go, you know, less important and less critical, but, you know, equally as instructive, I want to talk about the Black Panther trailer that's supposed to come okay. out. Now, I said this before and I'll say it again. I really can't get excited about Wakanda. I really can't. You know, I had a, a wonderful conversation with uh, Michael Davis, and y'all can listen to it. He's one. He's the brother who created Static mm -hmm. Shock, and he was part of Milestone and, and, and that whole uh, wonderful thing. But to me, uh, you got to have a black writer to create oh, a absolutely. black character. Am I am I wrong on that, yeah. Jay? What's your opinion? Well, I think you have. I, look, I I think people of different races can create 
good characters like the guy who created Chef, Ernest Tittleman, white guy. You know, okay. the guy who created um, John Luther, BBC John Luther, white guy. But uh, here's here's oh okay, here, all right. I'm yeah, he's a white British guy. I'm talking about that. The funny thing about him though, he was not creating a black character. He was just creating Luther, hmm. and then he he just Elba got the. Uh, Pretty much uh, got the role and stuff like that, and it became, okay. it became a black character because. And I, and, well, Eldris Alba breathed the soul into that um, character because that's the I best love, television dude, show I've seen in a dude, minute. That is my favorite, even more so than Shaft. That is my favorite black police detective. But now look, this last season, the last few episodes they had, I hated them. You know, but yeah, but the wild. first three seasons were were perfect. And uh, and uh, because the, the very first episode, I love because in it you have uh, him and the Alice Morgan character in interrogation. Yeah, and you have this intelligent conversation between this black man and this suspect. I mean, not just you know how they know I'll get you, man. It's my city. I'll beat you. Like, no, yeah. none of that intimidation, uh, thug stuff. Right. Just cerebral stuff. Him going back and forth. And I said, yeah. no, no, no. See that that's my first time as old as I am. This is my first time seeing a black detective, a black character, a black protagonist do that. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, that's phenomenal. It may have been because uh, um, Neil Cross, uh, the guy who created him, was not trying to, uh, didn't know he was writing for a black guy. I don't know. But, uh, right. That's probably why. You know what I mean? Because you know, folk tend to to you know to write two dimensional characters for us. Yeah. To me, Shaft is a two-dimensional character, even though the actor and the director may take it a different right, place. Right, right. Um, but go ahead. Oh, well, you know, think about Luther, too. I mean, and, you know, and I love Luther. I'm not trying to badmouth the guy who created the casting. Right. But like I said, for the first... Right. No, he did a service to me, yeah. man, to us, for real, for real. For the real. first three yeah. seasons, it was phenomenal, right? And like the last season, it was mm-hmm. horrible. And I, and I think, I suspect... And if I'm wrong, I apologize. I think I suspect it's because once it, it, it became cemented in his consciousness, okay, this is a black guy, it just seems like he just started screwing the character up. Because, like, right. by the first three seasons, this guy was like, Batman. I mean, you know, he was stomping out his yep. There you go. Man. See, there it is. I told my kids, I said, if Batman was real, it would be Luther. Look, he had his Robin that dude yep. Shipley, you know, that was with him there. Yeah. He had Commissioner yep. Shank, you know, who was like Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. All the elements. Yep. He had his captain, who was Alice Morgan. He had everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. This yeah. dude, well, you know, I, I saw, never get to one episode this one. Now, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. When they killed Rip, uh, yeah, Ripley. Yeah, Shipley. Yeah, that, uh, his. his Strictly, I, I died. Me when too. He I said, him. "Why did you do that?" Like, but I thought, I yep. thought that was the beginning of the end for for Luke because then they started yeah. screwing him up, man. Then they killed. Then they supposed to kill Alice Morgan and Shane Reddy Dead, and and, yeah. and they got Luke to, to commit a crime. And I thought, oh, man, this ain't, this is, this ain't the same show. I, if it comes out again, I'm gonna watch it, hoping that it it come back before. But uh, before we get back into brother, let's wrap this this Luther thing okay. up. Don't you wish they was they would do a movie, yes. just a straight up movie with Luther and Alice in like the Soviet Union yeah, or someplace yeah. Europe solving some crazy crime? And and look, and I'm I'm man, I'm telling you, and, you know, I I think I could be wrong, but if Luther 
was uh, was European, we would already have that movie by now. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they say that uh, he's just supposed to be Alex Cross. Joseph Pat said that your boy, what's his name? Medea. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that part you again. Know, uh, what's his name? Tyler Perry got the role of Alex Cross for a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole associate went to Idris Elba, but I'm kind of glad it didn't. That movie was whack. It was all right. No, it was horrible. But I, I got to tell you, Luther set the bar for me. Yeah, yeah, Luther was. That set the bar because, like you said, it was a from the beginning to the end. He it was a battle mm-hmm. of wits. You know what I mean? It was a battle of wits, and then when he found a criminal that outsmarted yeah. him. He had to go to 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 uh, Alice. Ruth. Yeah, yeah, Ruth Alice Wilson is a real name. In order, right, and go to Alice to to up his game because he couldn't think as deep. Yeah, as the right, criminal. right, right. You know, but what, you I know mean? what I thought was <laughs> yeah. He was I, like, I don't know, what I thought was cool. Yeah, go ahead. I think it was the end into the second season, right? And uh, mm-hmm. they had uh, and they had the guy had all the bones on or whatever, and, and they had had him come in the back of some kind of pickup truck, uh, not a pickup truck, but the back of some eighteen uh, wheeler. And what they were going to try to kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that was so <laughs> and then, and then he told Shaq, yeah, between the L and the R, you know, on the, on the side of the Oh, my God. I was trying it. to think, how the fuck is he going to yeah, get out of this? I said, man, that, dude, that is so bad. I said, that is bad ass. I'm going to kill anybody. And, you know, then he dug down when they got it. Pew, 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 pew. They took the guys out. Yep. I said, oh, yep. man. I, I swear to Christ, man. Now, my other favorite... Okay, so number one, anyway, we can we we go yeah. off and everything, but you know that's why I love a podcaster. You know what I mean? And people listen enough of my shows, they never know what we're going to end up talking about. But let me just wrap this thing up real quick a second time. So that was that was one of my favorite joints. Uh, the other favorite joint was um, the uh, the guy who was uh, killing like uh, uh, murderers and rapists who was getting out of prison, and he was using social media. Oh yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah! I love it, man. I that mean, was so cool. it was so boss. Be- yeah, because it was like they integrated, and it wasn't awkward. Mm-hmm. They integrated social yeah, media into the criminal act because he was kidnapping these criminals, and then the last guy was a pedophile, and he he had him strung yeah. up. And uh, people, you know, if, however many tweet or Facebook or whatever thing was, and so they basically said thumbs uh-huh. down. The guy was standing on the chair. He kicked it. And then he was mm-hmm. out. And then, you know, Luther had to figure out where. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? Was so oh, man. <laughs> that was so boss. And then they had to, there was another scene where they, um, they brought, I can't remember season, but they brought a retired cop out of retirement uh-huh. because, you know, the black girl was trying to. Because Luther, you know what I mean? He, he just like a uh, Batman character, he would kind of bend the yeah. rules <laughs> to get these criminals. Right. You know what I mean? So she was like, "Oh, this is a dirty yeah, cop," yeah. and then, but everybody protected Luther yeah. because he because he gets you know the guy. I mean? you he, know gets, he, he gets the result, man. They exactly, they protected exactly. Luther because he did his job and he brought him in, man. I don't know if you remember the one where yeah, I know we're gonna get, we're getting off the road here, but I, that's when he had this fun. guy that villain called Spring Hill Jack, and he would wear a mask. This dude, oh, this dude was that was crazy! Like, he was just yeah. like a super villain or something, like the Joker or something, man. Yeah, and I said, man, this why I said this, this Luther is Batman, man. Whether y'all want to admit it or not, you know. And, and, yeah, so I'm hoping they'll bring the, the the show back to its its uh, form. And once at one while, man, they were talking about creating an American Luther, but I don't think it would work. 
I don't think. Please don't. Because if they go to Martin Luther, they're gonna hip hop it to death, man. And, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, it, 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 you know, it, what gives the the show its character, I think, is that it is in England, and that the guy is not a traditional American um, right. teenager. You know, because they're turning they're turning to somebody eighteen years old and and uh, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah, I love that theory. That's my yeah, favorite. yeah, it was just a perfect alignment. Even the theme song was bad. Oh yeah, I love it too. I love it too. Yeah, massive attack. Uh-huh. I forget the name of it, but, but yeah, man. So <laughs> let's get back into uh, brother. Now, um, I know that you're working on an issue of brother. We already talked about that. Um, he was a. So did we go into the origin? Origin like he was a king and this, that, and the third. Did we? No, go not in there? really. No, we didn't go into that. But you know, the brother. Okay, well let's 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 get into that. So just just uh, right now, as it stands. Um, there's a, there's a book coming out called blackout, uh, that Jay, that Jay referenced that you referenced earlier, where there's going to be a team up between the brother and his, his, uh, his companion is what's your name? Uh, Imani Anderson. Imani Anderson. Now, is that like Sarah for Dr. Yeah, Who? Is, is that, is that what that's You're really about? Good. You're really good. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, which Dr. Yeah. Who is your favorite? Which Dr. Who is my favorite? Oh man. You know, here's the thing, man. It's probably going to be, if you're talking classic Doctor Who, it's going to be Tom Baker, you know. Tom Baker, that's the man. Yeah, because yep. Tom Baker, Tom Baker, first of all, he had that voice, man. He sounded, that dude's voice is like, he's like the James Earl Jones of white dudes, you know. Uh, wow, you know, cause he, okay. Because have you ever listened to him? Uh, Terry, you know, he just had that really deep voice, man. I never paid attention. He just seemed so crazy, yeah. you know what that, I mean? That, yeah. that ain't had an afro, you know. I mean, he wanted a few... Right, right. He's on the fuse. No answer. When the fruit doctor Him and uh, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. We used to call that a Hebrew back in the day. Yeah, yeah. They they got to do all the little painting and stuff. Yeah, I'm doing these trees, man. I remember him. Yeah, Tom Baker was the man. Tom Baker will always be the number one doctor who for me. But I like Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. I thought David Tennant was a little overrated. I thought David Tennant was the closest to that kind of uh, off, you know, off the wall kind of Tom Baker mm-hmm. feel. Uh, I, actually, I actually bought like on iTunes the David Tennant mm-hmm. things, but you're right. It, it was it do, it was a little, you know, what I mean, a little off. But you know, I, I I couldn't get with the serious doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so um, so so let's talk about the origins of the brother, and I swear I won't interrupt. The brother's African king uh, uh, that that ruled over a mythical tribe called the Yorubani, who and that's really based on the Yorubas, but you know on the Yorubani, he had uh, he sells an enemy tribe into slavery, uh, and he's cursed because of it, and he's cursed to travel through time uh, to find redemption, and and at the same time witness all the pain and adversity wrought by his hand. Uh, his principal villain probably is Ajigon. Ajigon is an evil uh, consortium of, of of demons that work to keep, and they mm. feed on pain, adversity, heartache, despair. They're the ones, and, and they're feeding on, the implication is anyway, that they're feeding on the pain and adversity, heartache, and misery of black people. That, that's like, that's like mm. sustenance for that. So, uh, Okay. Uh, 
but you know, uh, Ajigon has a high priest. The high priest is the one that uh, uh, King Lamadar, which is the brother's real name, uh, deals with primarily. And his name is uh, Ishu. Ishu is uh, Ishu sees himself as being the good guy. You know, he doesn't. He don't see himself as being the villain. Uh, The bone of contention between the brother and Ishu is this: Ishu has no problem sacrificing people to protect. He had no problem sacrificing kids or whatever to protect the larger tribe. King Amadara, the brother's like, no, 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 yeah, uh, no child left behind, no adult either. I don't, I don't, he, he doesn't believe in sacrificing anybody. It's, he believes every life is, is is necessary and every soul is precious. So, and that's their bone of contention. But uh, Ishu thinks he's the hero, and he thinks the the brother is the villain because the brother is uh, naive to try and save everybody. But uh, in, in any event, the brother has uh, his mode of transportation as far as time travel is the Infinity Spirit. The Infinity Spirit, uh, rumor has it, uh, belonged to, uh, originally belonged to Olodumari, which is like a god in the uh, Isra religion. And, uh, and it was him okay. to travel through time, manipulate time as far as cells and stuff, which serves as like a healing factor, create a force field, protect them from all kind of projectiles, uh, eject like mystical bones. Stuff like that. It's a, it's a weapon and a shield. Okay. And, uh, uh, so that works. Imani Anderson is like a 14-year-old. She starts off being a 14-year-old kid, American kid, who has a different mindset than the brother. The brother, you know, the brother's never been a slave. Uh, he was a king. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of a aristocrat, to be honest with you. And uh, he mm-hmm. travels the time, and he's devastated by all the stuff that's happened to his people want to help them. But, you know, he doesn't have the... the uh, the spirit of cooperation that that uh, that Imani has. Imani is Imani is really us. She she stands in for us for like uh, members okay. of the diaspora. So she's the audience. Yeah. She stands in for members of the okay. diaspora. And you know he travels for time. He goes to. Uh, uh, it's not all about slaves. Somebody said, "Man, I don't want to read too much slaves." It's not all about slaves. You know, the brother was never a slave. You know, you, you know when you're dealing with the African Holocaust, she, you know. You got you got to go there, but he doesn't live there. He goes yeah. to Jusin and other dimensions, and he fights demons and and uh, other things too. I mean, it's a, it's fun too. It can't you know you don't want people crying every time over the book, but you know it, it, it can be serious at times, even though it's done in a way to go up. Okay. Okay. Now the reason why I mentioned uh, Peabody and Sherman, you know what I mean, in, in, in the beginning, was because. You know, Peabody and Sherman actually dealt with real historical right. events that they fictionalized and made cute and funny. And it sounds like you're also dealing with real historical events that you fictionalize and, you know, you know, make fantastic. Is, am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Here's the thing, though. Okay. When you're dealing with historical figures, real historical figures, you know, it's, it's, there's a little song and dance you do. Like I, I told you about the Harris Tubman story. Okay, he comes to Harriet Tubman when mm-hmm. she's about to die. One of the reasons why I did that was because I didn't want to, I didn't want to steal any of Harriet Tubman's thunder. You know, like I, I can have him meet up with her when she's like 35 or something and she's in the midst of doing all these phenomenal things. But I, like, I want yeah. people to know Harriet Tubman is a real hero. You know, she is a real hero. Right. You know, uh, there, you know, nobody magical came from the past and took she's the real thing. You know. <laughs> Let's not lose sight of that. But I, but at the same time, you know, I wanted him mm-hmm. to visit her, and I want, 
Imani to get to meet her and stuff like that. And to really underscore how great mm-hmm. she was. I mean, there are other stories like uh, when he's encountered, uh, you know, Napoleon uh, in Egypt and stuff like that. And, uh, wow. Well, I'll tell you one of the things I'm working on now. I'm trying to, it's tough, it's really tough, is um, having him confront Leopold II in Belgium. You know, if you know anything about Leopold II, Ooh, Leopold II he killed a whole I know. lot of us. And how yeah. can, it, it asks itself, how can the brother meet up with Leopold II anywhere? And not trying to take the guy out. You know, he's, you know, right. I mean, I don't care how rational he is. I don't care how benevolent he is. I don't care how spiritual he is. Yeah. If the brother is right. a spiritual African that loves his people, all his heart, yada, 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 all this stuff. This mm-hmm. man is the single most evil man that ever walked the planet. Has caused more pain yep. and suffering to blacks than any other human being. He made he made Hitler look like right. a bitch. Look, the only reason why I mean, people with money is one thing, but the only reason why Hitler is being is more evil than Leopold because more people don't know about Leopold And you know, and Hitler came around just around the time when they had film. You know, we had, we right. had the footage right, and stuff. Right. You can look at. But I mean, you got we, today. We got pictures today with Leopold the second having people holding up severed arms and limbs. Of people in the Congo who dare to, to reject it, who dare to oppose it. So, I, so how are you going to write about that in in this comic book? Concept? Yeah, that's just tough. That's tough. Right. It's tough, man. Man, you know what? You, you know, back in the day, Marvel used to do this thing like, what if? Yeah. You know, what if Mary Jane or was it whoever the girl who died? What if such and such lived or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking this morning uh, when I was getting ready for work, like, what if Malcolm lived? Oh wow. You know what I mean? What if Malcolm lived and he spun off his own branch of Nation Islam? And what if Khalid Muhammad came up under oh, him? Oh, man. And yeah. then, you know, Khalid Muhammad was the successor. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be great. I mean, man. So this is what excites me about the brother. You know what I mean? It's like you're taking historical stuff and, and you're placing it in a context where it's okay for us to dream mm-hmm. about what if. Right. But you know, you know what I mean. Another way of another way of dealing with that, though, and see, and I know it may seem like a bit of a cop out, but it's one good way to deal mm-hmm. with it. Uh, multi dimensions, other dimensions, and alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. the guy just as evil as one of ours, and you can do something in mm-hmm. alternate dimension, but uh, <laughs> without, without it, without it having a negative impact on our dimension. You know that, that that's one solution mm-hmm. right there. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling you, uh, yeah, there's certain things you just can't. Like, like you just can't deal with Leopold II, and not if you, not if you're black, not if you're black hero, and not yeah. hurt the dude. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple, yeah. man. You know, he, he's gonna get it. Um, and I, and I'll let you know when it comes out. But see, to me, that's okay, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're kidding. That's that's like, justice. yeah, that's okay. I mean, if you but, if you dice him up. His, Here's the thing. One of the one of the, the things about the brother man is that he is the conscience of humanity. He's the moral conscience mm-hmm. of humanity. Okay, here you got this guy, the most inhumane man who ever lived. Okay, the most inhumane man who ever lived meets the most humane, you know, the one who is uh, the, the who considers himself to be the final moral authority. What do you think gonna happen? You know. The, that's the unstoppable force meets the unmovable right. object. Right, and it's probably one of those. It's probably one of those situations. You know, 
I didn't want to do it like this. It's probably one of those situations where um, uh, Imani would probably try to stop him, but uh, the the brother knowing what he knows about, I can't see that going down like that. But you know, I I, I want him to meet, you know, Shaq and Dion and and, and, and oh, okay, yeah, because it's educational. And see, here's the thing about kids. Yeah, Jonathan, kids don't like for you to preach to them. They don't like for you to, uh, but they'll do it if it's fun. You kind of have mm-hmm. to teach them on the download, man. You know, uh, yep. because uh, if you do it overtly, yeah, you just young. I'm learning that with my youngest daughter, man. You got to trick him up on some learning. <laughs> hey, but you know, but you know something, though, Jonathan. Though, I mean, go ahead on and let your kids uh, anyway. Because here's the thing about kids: kids may not listen to you, but their subconscious mm-hmm. is listening, right? Oh, you can talk okay. To, you can talk to you blue in the face, hey, whatever, hey, whatever. You know, and they don't, they don't hear nothing mm-hmm. you say, you know, conscious. But the subconscious is taking it all in, you know, and, and yeah. ideally. It's funny, man. You're right. I mean, that's, that's my hope that, uh, you know, and I've seen it. It's, it's happened once or twice where she come back, you know, Daddy, remember you used to say blah, 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 when, you know, now it's kicking in. Yeah. So, yeah, so you just have to, it, you know. But um, the, the, the thing I'm excited about, uh, not only your comic, the brother, but the artist. Yeah. Is that I think it's very appealing to children. Yeah, yeah. That art style is very appealing to children. It has a. It's not like the Powerpuff Girls animation, but um, it's it's very kid friendly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way you treat the story and everything is something I feel comfortable because whenever I go out with books, mm-hmm. like I just ordered some more from uh, this 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 family who makes comics, brother uh, Jason mm-hmm. Reeves. Uh, black kids love yeah. it. Yeah. And I feel like it's gonna just like I when I talked we talked earlier. Um, I feel like the trend right now is the is the millennials mm-hmm. buying up the books. They're the ones that's in the comic book stores talking shit. They're the ones that are watching Netflix. They're the ones that's waiting for this trailer to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean, them and the generation next people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But 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 I remember. I never forget, man. It was the day after the Boondocks mm-hmm. aired. I was on the train going to work, and it was a black kid, a Spanish kid, and a white kid. And I know it sounds like a, a joke, a mm-hmm. bar joke, but that's the truth. A black kid, Spanish kid, and a white kid. And the white kid said, did you know that Ronald Reagan was the devil? <laughs> Six letters in each name. That's the white kid talking to the black and Hispanic wow. kid. That's the power of black comics. yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because we go places if we don't self-censor, mm-hmm. right? And if we if we have that that latitude, we go places that white characters don't go. They don't need That's to true. go. Yeah, they don't need to go. And when we're honest with ourselves, we're different, and we bring something interesting. Uh, you know, something that uh, uh, that Davis said, Michael Davis, Milestone said. He said, "Black culture is youth yeah, culture." It is. And I feel like the brother, I feel like this Black Eye book, this, these projects you're working on, I feel like it's going to trick little black children to put down the, the Nintendo and, uh, do they have Nintendo anymore? <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation, all that kind of shit, and read, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember running in the bookstore with my son. We was looking for the latest Naruto before it gets sold mm-hmm, out. Yeah. He was reading. He's 23 now. Do kids read anymore? Only online. That a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you mentioned that artist. That artist's name is Henry Wilson. That, that, 
Harry has this cartoony style, man, that is just contagious, mm-hmm. and I love it. You know, you can reach him yeah. at IPledgeAllegiance2TheBlind.blogspot.com, you know, and, uh, and check out some of his stuff. Uh, is that the real URL? What yeah, is it again? I pledge allegiance to the blind. And that two is the number two. I pledge allegiance to the blind dot blogspot dot com. And you'll 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 find me. Wow. He, uh, uh, he's a okay. There are other artists too, you know, you know about the great Henson don't kill me, but this guy is just phenomenal. This mm-hmm. guy does uh, he's like masterpiece of stuff that belongs in the museum actually. Yeah. There's Sean Taylor from all the yeah. Neil, Ted Stevenson, Kimberly Newsberry. Kenji Marshall, you know, Marcus Williams. There are a lot of, I've been privileged to work with a lot of great artists, man. That's cool. That's cool. Now, when can we expect uh, the next issue? So this is going to be number two of yeah, the brother? Yes, sir. This is going to be number two of the brother. And you should expect that in about three weeks. In about three mm-hmm. weeks. So we're going to call it end of uh, July, be, you know, beginning of August. Yeah. And um, are we buying it from uh, IndiePlanet.com? dot us or what we what we're getting yeah it from? you're getting it from uh indieplanet dot us uh slash products slash wait no you can just go indieplanet dot us just a bit ago i was gonna give you the url for the, for the first one but just put no that's cool now are you gonna now that's gonna be for the print and the digital or just the print uh, print and the digital okay okay all right uh so all right so i'm gonna make a note of that to check back in uh in three weeks and check that and out. You know, I, you know, and, uh, I, I, wow. I emailed you. You know that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, uh, I guess the only other thing I want to talk about, man, is, um, uh, we talked about the Rose guy. I talked about the brother. Um, <clears throat> do you have a sense <clears throat> of what the next five years is going to be like for African American creators and, and, and comics and, uh, I mean, brother man, I mean, the brother man, the brother in particular, I can see being novels, like just straight, like fiction, Mm -hmm. because it would give you the time that you would need to flush out the historical events and, and and all kinds of stuff. I can eat. I'm not trying to put no more work on (laughs) you, but I can easily, I can easily see that. Um, because brother man, they actually did. They took a character who like a detective Mm -hmm. And they spun out a series of novels where they could treat, you know, that, you know, the long ways. Uh, so, so I definitely can see that happening. What's what? Are you, what is what sense do you get from? I mean, you guys did a successful Kickstarter. It's obvious that the masses want this kind of content. You know what I mean? What do you see in the next five years for African American creative? I think it's the next the next five years is going to be very uh, good ones for black people just because uh, we're having such a difficult time with this current administration. And I, and I hate to say it, but it seems mm-hmm. like hardship really uh, fine-tunes the creativity for some reason. It just really does. And, and, mm-hmm. and there's a market now for our stuff. But I, here's the thing. I, and I love Obama. You know, I'm a big Obama fan. Right? You know, wrote a short story about Obama and a brother. But the thing is, is I think okay. Obama's a large fan kind of gave many of us a, a false sense of security. Right? And we just yeah. kind of I don't know whether we were just expecting for him to, to usher in Nevada or something like that. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't really work it out. Now, with, with Trump in office, I see more people uh, getting uh, waking up, man, and doing more things. Comics is no exception. Uh, I, like, when I first started the program, which was like uh, 2009, uh, there, there were black mm-hmm. comics out there, but man, they're really black comics out there. And you got uh, 
creators left and right uh, coming up, popping up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good, man. I mean, and I'm expecting big things from the brother, too. I'm always talking to people, seeing ideas and stuff that they want to do. And some ideas I want to tell you about, but I don't want to, if it falls through, I don't want to have to uh, apologize later. Oh no no no! Keep it under yeah, your hat, man. Yeah. I, I want to I want to know about it right before it goes to air, okay. and then then we can get back on the mic and talk about it. Now I'm gonna give you my wish list for brother uh, okay. the brother. I'm gonna give you my wish list. <clears throat> First, I would like to see a series of novels treating important uh, historical events that maybe people didn't really understand what happened. Right. Like for example. You said there were black and white slaves in the 1600s when we first got here. Indeed. You know, where did those white slaves come from? Were they pilgrims? I don't think mm-hmm. so. You know what I mean? How did you know how? Because now you're talking about the concept of whiteness. Right, right, right. Y- you know what I mean? And and then you know, I gotta be honest with you, man. I have conversations with Africans, and you know, sometimes. African Americans can be ashamed of their African heritage, and sometimes I feel like Africans might be ashamed of us. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I definitely know that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But only only that nuance mm-hmm. can be dealt with by African American or African, you know, creative. Those layers, you know, those things that we would find interesting. Those shades mm-hmm. of gray. So, so a series of novels. Number two, I would love to see a short. It could be five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it could be fucking 30 seconds of a portal opening up and some actor, you know, with a CGI spear steps out <laughs> and little girl with her book pack steps out and like, oh, snap. The you know, what I mean? <laughs> just like, you know, what I mean, it's just like, yo, man, <laughs> because what's happening, what's happening is, you know, they got these 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 20 somethings making these little film yes. shorts. <laughs> You know, and they're great technically, but they might not have the creative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so they doing, you know, they doing whatever, you know, I want the connection between the African-American writers and the, and the fiction people to hook up with the people who make these these little movies. I want that connection to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? I want that connection to happen because there's a lot of content that was done by African-American people that didn't make it to the digital mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could talk, fuck comics, I'm talking about gospel wow. music. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I had a, I had a, you know, before I was, when I was still in the Matrix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before I fucked around and read some history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I had a gospel program, man, when the whinings was mm-hmm. hot and commissioning all these people and everything. And, you know, it was a couple of people who had like one or two albums that was just awesome. I mean, the musicianship was there, everything. But they didn't. They didn't make it to the digital. They died on cassette. Oh, that's a shame. They died on vinyl. But with the internet, we can have the brother forever. Wow. And a hundred fucking years from now, you know, whatever this technology takes form, I mean, we're gonna have access to that. So I'm really, really excited about this, man, because I'm thinking. You know, for my own family, I'm trying to develop like a, you know, 20 or 30 year plan. Mm -hmm. But as a group of people, as a culture, you know, I mean, we kind of, you know, what you're doing is important. It's not just a comic book. 
You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What what you doing is inspiring people. You know, uh, when I talked to uh, to Michael Davis, he said he read um, uh, Black Panther, created by uh, I think it was Jack, yeah, Jack Kirby, Kirby and Stanley. Stanley. I yeah. think so. And it, and it it kind of let him know that hey, it's it's possible to to do something. And then years later, when they grew up, they they started milestone. Mm-hmm. Who knows what sparks of inspiration the brother is going to give to this kid, that teenager, that 20-something. So what you're doing is important, man. I mean, I'm not a religious person anymore. I didn't study, I didn't read 13 Crucified Saviors. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But if I could say that this kind of work is a ministry, I only mean it in the sense that it, it should be uh, revered. Wow. You know, griots in the African culture, I think, is a very important aspect. You know what I mean? I, I think that every people needs their stories. They need their fables. They need their heroes. They need their gods. And, and I feel like the brother is tapping into that spirit. And I think it's important. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. Well, I really appreciate that, man. That's very inspirational to me uh, because uh, it was just something I uh, started more so on the lark, you know, uh, and then... Uh, that's your pop coming through, man, don't you yeah, think? I think so, too, because here's the thing. I, you know, I, I, believe it, I found more people who've been supportive. You know, you, you, you anticipate rejection. You anticipate... Insults, you anticipate criticism and all this kind of stuff. But I've mean, had a lot of people be supportive, man. More so than yeah. this and a lot of other things I've done. And and that's one of the reasons why why I got into a book and everything else. Because remember, I started this 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 was fun in the beginning. And um and it just seems like more people were really uh feeling it. Even if even when the stories were not all that great, they were saying, Hey, the potential there is is it's too good to just abandon. So I really appreciate you telling me that, man. Keeping me on my grind because I need it. Yep, yep, yep. So where can people follow you on Twitter, on social media? Where can they find you on? The well, web? you know, I, I got a Twitter account. Uh, my, my Twitter account is Doctor Hugh, and that's that's H U E for Doctor. Uh, there's a, a brother, uh, the brother fan page on uh, Facebook. You can also get in contact with me on that. Um, and um, uh, I was going to give you the Kickstarter thing, but we're we're totally funded. So yeah. <laughs> wow, that's I mean, beautiful, we, man. That's beautiful. And I, I, man, I owe a lot of that to you. I mean, I mean we owe a lot of that to you. I mean, because uh, just two weeks ago, you know, I think we were halfway there, or something like that. And then now, two weeks later, we're over. We got more than enough. So, man, that that's uh, out. Well, see, this is the inspiration I'm talking about. You know, it's like a it's like a infinite moment, uh, infinite motion machine. I mean, you guys, you know, spark, you know, people like myself. I used to blog, uh, blog and, and do podcasts about news. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm calling in sick at work and then calling Egypt trying to find out, OK, why the activists just got out and oh, Israel is bombing the fuck out of Palestine. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I'm, I'm doing that shit because looking at my people here in America is too painful. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to go all the way overseas to be perfectly frank. I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I stopped for about two years, even though I couldn't put the microphone wow. away for two fucking years. 
You know what I mean? So to me, this microphone is my speed, my infinite, my infinity spear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's my infinity spear. You know what I mean? And, and I travel, you know, within these interviews. I really wow. do. So I want to thank you, brother. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for honoring me with your presence on the program. And uh, I'm glad that it got funded. I got, I set it up where I can get two printed books. So I'm excited to get those joints. And I'm going to, I'm, my plan is to buy books mm -hmm. and just give them out to kids on the train. Well, the parents, but give them out to kids on the train, man, because uh, I feel that passionate about this. I really wow, do. So uh, you guys are doing a work. If there was, if an atheist can have a, 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 a sense of about a ministry, I think y'all are doing some beautiful work in the oh, Thank you, man. I really appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, and, you know, look, and if you ever, you know, if you ever need anything, if there's ever anything we can help you with, let us know, man. We'll do our best to try and accommodate you. You have definitely helped us and inspired us to do the best we can. Yo, family, I know you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Then head on over to JonathanSoul.com and pick up my ebook, Malcolm Mars. Malcolm like the prophet, Mars like the planet. It's a sci-fi ebook space opera. It talks about three brothers to take their families, pack them up in a homemade starship, kind of like an egg-shaped SUV, and they take up tomorrow to escape the violence, racism, the bullshit, basically. And they want to start a new life on the rare planet. It's a lot of love. It's a lot of high drama. It's a lot of high tech. And most of all, it's a lot of black pride in that novel. So check it out. Malcolm Mars. Support this broadcast. Go over there to uh, Amazon.com and you can pick it up. Or you can go to my website, JonathanSoul.com. And it'll take you over to Amazon. Jonathan Soul, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Uh, follow me on Tumblr and Twitter. Over there, in addition to the broadcast, you'll also get my other interests. Photography, architecture, gorgeous sisters you'll see over there. And anime. I got a really uh, serious interest in anime, particularly that Ghost in the Shell slash Cowboy Bebop slash... You know what I mean? Uh, Black Lagoon. You know, just kind of a, a dysphoric, you know, high-tech, a little bit of dark uh, kind of vibration. But you definitely enjoy the images over there. Listen, guys, I love you guys. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope all your dreams come true. Find something that you enjoy as much as I enjoy doing this podcast. And you always guarantee some happiness in your life. Love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. <laughs>